Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsworth and Luke Goosens. Today, first half of this pod, we're going to finally talk Hereditary and Midsommar. Just Luke and I. In the second half, Ross and I are talking the Westworld Season 3 finale. So check out the timestamps. Skip ahead because there will be full spoilers in all of this. Also, a little plug. If you want more pods, go subscribe to our Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. It's five per month. We drop three extra episodes at the end of every month. Right now, we're going through the history of the Targaryens as we get ready for the upcoming spinoff show. We also do a film review. Most recently, we did Extraction on Netflix starring Chris Hemsworth. So again, go sign up. Patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. We'll start. I would think it's time we talk about those movies, Midsommar and Hereditary. You guys haven't talked about either or yet? No, we've been, we were waiting because I knew that you saw them. So I did Hereditary first and then watched Midsommar. You want me to get my thoughts first? Or you want to go first? Go ahead, Zach. So Midsommar started out really interesting, I thought. The snow shot was tight. And what happened for her parents and all that stuff and the, the score during it. And right at the beginning, dude, they did the same thing that he did in Hereditary where he showed everything that was going to happen in the movie. He did that huge mural of all that weird shit at the beginning. I was watching that. I was like, this is going to be something really <laughs> like this is all that stuff is going to be something important. I didn't actually go back and look at it, but it's probably all depicted all the crazy shit that happened in that movie. And I like that that also ties to where they were sleeping above the guy. There was a weird sex orgy that was behind him where he was sleeping and behind her was a flower crown girl. So they tied those murals to the very beginning, the same way that Hereditary had it made it feel they were all dolls, essentially. Like they were all in this playhouse and nothing was in their control. That's kind of like the vibe I got from Hereditary. With well, the very beginning, it shows those houses and it pans to him and it moves in on the kid because the kid was the whole point of the whole story from the beginning, the guy. And that's what that those murals made me feel like. It was kind of, this was going to happen. 100%. Like it was out of their control. The scene after that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie where she finds her parents like that, man. That shit was fucked up. Yeah, that was really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was sad, dude. Yeah. Her boyfriend and those fools, they were such dicks to her. See, I didn't think she was that bad. This girl's whole family just died. Give her a break. But I think before that, he... Yeah, he should just broke up with her. He clearly wasn't that into her. Imagine not being that into Florence Pugh. Straight up, dude. <laughs> what a fucking pussy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a bird, dude. He was a douchebag. He was such a bird, dude. That's a good way to put it. What a fool. The very end, man, when she just let him burn up and she was all smiling and shit, I was like, oh, fuck, that's that's evil. But damn, he deserved it. <laughs> like, what a douche. Imagine doing all that shit to a girl. I know. I've been like, damn, I heard that. Were we supposed to feel bad for him? I don't think so. Everything he did was a douchebag move. I agree. There's probably people on the internet who argue that he didn't do anything that bad. But it's like, dude, you banged someone. You knew what you were doing, man. Who cares if you're on shrooms. And you took the shrooms willingly. Not only that, but him stealing one of his supposedly best friend's thesis statement or whatever the fuck that is. You know what I'm saying? And then your buddies go missing and you're not alarmed at all. Yeah, what a dumbass. What? All of them. Everyone who was an outsider is going missing and you're sitting there like, oh, fuck, they probably got home. Oh, he probably ditched his girlfriend. What, dude, are you talking? That's because that's something shit that you would do. You would actually ditch her. Exactly, dude. Such a dumbass, man. 
Yeah, he's a fucking douchebag. But also that made me feel like the end of the movie wasn't that crazy at all. Damn, I'm kind of happy this guy's dying. That's cool. But I think she was fucked too because... Yeah, they they make it seem like they're accepting her in, but that was only, what, day three or four of of the cycle, this nine-day cycle that only happens once every however many years. I don't know if she would have been around. Did they ever show the other May Queens? That's what I was going to ask you. What happened to the other May Queens? Remember when she walked in on that weird-ass orgy? She was supposed to go into another place where all the May Queens were at, but we don't really even know what that means. I don't think. Maybe that some of them incorporated into their culture, but I feel like with hers, this was a different situation because they're killing outsiders and stuff. They can't let anyone really... What happens after this? Four, five, six college kids all go missing, going to this one place, and none of their families are going to look into this? With her, it made sense. Her whole family's dead, so no one's really going to be looking for her. Damn, that's, that's sad, but she's been the best case. Yeah, but you got her boyfriend, his two other friends and then you got those two British people. That's what I'm saying. All of them though. A lot of people, yeah. And they knew where they were going. They're leaving with their boy who's this weirdo from this cult. What a shitty friend he was too, man. They were all just terrible people. That dude was weird from the start. I just thought he was foreign though at first. Some foreign people have just weird vibes to him. Oh, that was another kind of inevitability thing. Kept drawing Florence Pugh's character as the May Queen. It's like, oh, okay, so she's going to be the May Queen. They'd already set her up to be the May Queen. If she's going to be the May Queen, that means all these other people had to die first in order for her to be the May Queen. definitely felt like from the start of that story when they even showed the wall with all the May Queens that they were leading towards that, that she was going to end up being. That's why he was like, oh, I'm so glad you're coming. Just all weird and shit. Yeah, from the very first time that they had that meeting. Yeah, that was a cool transition, though, when they had that meeting and she goes into the bathroom and she pops out in the airplane. I didn't even talk about the beginning, though. So the beginning with her, there was a part in the movie, too, where her sister's face is in the trees when she's tripping balls on shrooms. Huh. I don't know if I noticed that or not. I might have seen a face, but I didn't recognize I didn't it. see this either. This was pointed out to me. That's pretty creepy. That's a nice little touch that they threw in there. All these little tidbits don't feel so impactful because the movie didn't feel so trippy. It's just like, they go to this cult, they kill all these people, she becomes the May Queen. Her boyfriend's a douchebag and he dies. Cool. That's about the end of the movie. It didn't feel as thought-provoking as hereditary was yeah it's just some weird cult stuff i agree i didn't like this movie as much as i liked hereditary i thought hereditary was really solid film this one was just kind of (laughs) whack yeah hereditary left you with a little bit to talk about and this movie was just huh weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah some weird sex shit happening they got this little inbred looking dude just chilling walking around they didn't even really explain this guy they forced incest on that person that's horrible why would you want to wish that on someone as a reminder for your culture that's just stupid yeah they got these 9-11 jumpers dude icing themselves on a rock (laughs) imagine damn boy buying into that culture so much that you're just saying yeah bro i'm dead at 72 let's do it yeah, peace. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, what happens if there's 10 people at 72? Do they all just jump off in a row like that? Just stack up the body? They just change your year. Now nah, you're only 71 now. <laughs> they can get their yearly sacrifices. I was thinking about that too. There's so many questions that I kind of had, but I also just don't care. Yeah. This, this is weird as fuck. This is what a weird cult. I wonder, there's no way this shit's real, huh? You think there's some weird shit out there like that? I feel like there can't be. Probably not. Because they had even a banner and stuff, so people knew what they were. It wasn't like it was completely out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. People 
had to have known about this compound and pictures and stuff. I think the only reason why I think they can maybe get away with this is because it was every 90 years that they did this ritual. Which ritual? The one where they killed nine people. Oh. They do the one where the old people just suicide themselves every year for sure. But the ritual where they kill nine people in total and they're killing outsiders and stuff, that only happens every 90 years. Maybe they had been able to get away with it for so long because there's not cameras, there's not social media, this stuff can leak. This time right now, I don't feel like they can get away with killing that many people. That's a lot of college kids going missing. So they pretty much didn't kill an outsider until those Florence Pugh and friends came. Yeah, pretty much everyone there. You only live until you're 72 in this community. So no one there was alive when the last one happened for this kind of ritual. If they fast forwarded after this movie, then they'd probably get caught, dude. I just can't see how they get away with that in this day and age. And they had pictures of the place. Maybe I'm thinking too realistically about it, but they tried to make it a lot more grounded. There wasn't any really sci-fi aspect or supernatural aspect to this movie. It's just a weird-ass Predatory, yeah. More comparable to the Mansons than anything in American culture. Like, we could ask a bunch of questions about, you know, little piddly-ass questions about specifics of the cult, but it's not thought-provoking. Yeah, I just don't care. Y'all are some weird people, and or they just get anthropologists. That's the only other thing I could think of, is that they specifically target those kind of cultures to bring people back. But what were the other two people, Those that one guy's friends? British people? But they were all college students, weren't they? Yeah, they're all college kids. And they're all supposed to be smart. I couldn't figure out why they weren't questioning. This guy's not going to leave his girlfriend behind after he just let people just die <laughs> like that. And so they didn't question that. And we're outraged by it like that. Yeah. And you hear the screaming. Come on. This is all bullshit. You got to get the fuck out of there. If that shit happens, I'm gone. The way they had that dude strung up and still alive, that was some fucked up shit, dude. With his lungs. That guy was alive? Yes, dude. He was alive? Are you sure? Yes, bro. When he was strung up with his lungs, his lungs are still moving. Go to that scene. Holy shit. Fucking blood eagle disaster or whatever. You ever seen Vikings? He did that scene. Aren't shit. they dead in Vikings, though? No, he's alive the whole time. It's supposed to be the most fucked up way to kill someone. Was his mouth gagged? I can't remember his mouth was gagged, but his lungs were moving. I thought they were moving because he was tripping balls. Oh, maybe they were moving because he was tripping balls. I didn't think he was tripping balls yet. Oh, let's both rewatch that scene. Man, that guy had to be dead, bro. He had to be. No, dude. Well, the way that he was set up, though, like a Blood Eagle kind of style shit. Yeah, but I thought maybe they had him open like that because they were going to do some weird cult shit sometime that week at that point where they needed body parts. Maybe I'm fucked up. He had to have been tripping balls, man. That was after he just banged that 16-year-old girl. No, that was before. No, it was after him, bro, because he ran in butt-ass naked. He, there's no way he was going to bang that girl after seeing that. Come on. I don't know. That dude's a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's true, man. But the fuck you get some shit up after that? Seeing a dude cut open like that? Got to be a psycho, man. Be able to get your dick up after that. What is that on Hulu? <laughs> they just got rid of it, man. So you have to buy it on Amazon Prime now. Damn, we saw that just in time, didn't we? We're going to have to re review movies that are on streaming services then. What the fuck? It's gone, bro. But I did think they did a decent job with this movie was tripping on shrooms, how visual stuff can be. Oh, yeah. That Watching cool. that, I was thinking, damn, Ari Oster, that guy's definitely done shrooms before. Yeah, the way the dude walks up, he's like, someone else, someone's walking up, you know, like you don't want to meet anyone new and you're fucking high Exactly. Fun. That part specifically, I was like, or he's had a friend who was just tripping and that shit happened to them. 
Florence Pugh did do a, a really, really good acting. There was some good acting in this movie. At the beginning, I heard about her parents. Her emotions felt real. She was like screaming and crying. Damn, that was a tough scene. Damn, that girl. Why would you even do that to your parents? Dude, that's fucked. So the girl did it to her? Explain that to me. Yeah, her sister killed herself and her parents. That's how I took it, right? That's what I was thinking. Who else set up that gas? I thought it was her because she sent the message to her sister saying, I'm going and they're coming with me. Jesus, dude. Uh, but why? I don't know what makes you do some stuff like that. You gotta have some demons. <laughs> but didn't she say something was off about her sister? The boyfriend said something like that. <laughs> yeah, he just basically implied her sister was crazy. No, but I thought Florence was saying something about my sister wouldn't do this. She's crazy, but she wouldn't do this. Yeah, she did say that. I don't think it was a cult thing or anything like that was connected to it at all. You don't think so? Okay. No, I think this was just something that happened to her. It wasn't that dude with the long hair? No. So Okay, I guess that's how that's what's different between this movie and Hereditary is that... Everything tied in. This one would have been more of a choice now that I think about it. It just foreshadowed the whole movie by putting that painting there at the beginning. I don't think that they could have planned for her sister to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but what if the dude did it and the sister didn't want to do it? I don't think that that guy... I don't know. You're talking about the foreign friend? It's a really big stretch, I know. I'm just saying. It feels like a stretch because that guy doesn't seem like he had a ton of contact even with the girlfriend. The boyfriend seemed like a weird boyfriend, bro, where he doesn't bring his girlfriend around his friends and stuff. One of those kind of guys. Weird. All those kids were dicks anyway. (laughs) Especially the fool that was going to be in The Lord of the Rings, Will Poulter or whatever. Dude, he was funny though. (laughs) He fucking cracked me up. (laughs) He's such a fool, dude. I thought he was going to die first, honestly. I mean, he was still funny. He was. I I knew he was fucked when... That lady was like, come here. Yeah. And they didn't get approved for any of that. So I knew he was screwed, man. (laughs) He showed up late. Well, he showed up because his face was being worn. Yeah, who was wearing his face, dog? That's fucked up. I don't know. I thought it was that troll-looking hunchback in Notre Dame over there for a second. Nah, no way. Because the person who was wearing his face is the person who killed the thesis guy. Yeah, I thought so at first. But then I remember that that little... Troll was in the corner. Poor guy. Reminds me of the guy from the 300. Was that an incest baby too? No. He's just one of the babies that they didn't throw out. Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. You just watched that movie recently. I forgot. What would you rate that movie out of 100? Oh, maybe 70? Some mid. Yeah. Super mid for sure. It was cool. There's good acting. It's visually shot well too because I like the whole aesthetic and the, the shroom stuff was cool. But it felt like the whole time I was waiting for some mind-blowing shit to happen, connect everything together, but it was just really lineal. That and the movie was long. And it was long. I'm like, okay, is some crazy shit going to happen here? Not that them dying wasn't crazy, but where stuff starts getting tied together and I kept waiting and waiting and we got to the end and she just is happy that he's dead. And I'm like, oh, huh, that's not that crazy. It was drawn out, I thought, a bit. They could have trimmed that all down a little. I don't remember anything really crazy happening until those people walked off the top of the thing. But remember how long it took to even get there? Because they had the whole dinner and all this other weird shit they had to do. And all the kids just seemed really stupid. And that bothered me because, come on, dude, weird shit is happening. You got to get out of here. This isn't normal. I was thinking the exact same thing. How would these people react like that? And they're being shroomed out, drugged the whole time. You'd realize you're on shrooms. I'd be like, I'm out, deuces, fuck that shit. I'd be leaving in the middle of the day, not at night, fuck that. I would not stay another night there. 
The British couple had a pretty normal reaction. 100%. And <laughs> they were like, we're getting the fuck out of here. This is crazy, dude. They're yelling at him to stop and... 100%, man. That's why they knew they had to kill those ones first. I don't have a ton more to say on that movie. Not as good as Hereditary. Pretty mid. That's a good way to put it overall. It was, yeah, very mediocre. If I think of anything else, I'll come back to it. But yeah, this one wasn't the movie that made me go Google anything online after. And I'm sure whatever country that is hates being associated with this movie now, too. Or wherever they were at. Sweden or some shit? Sweden sounds right. It is more north. All right. Anyway, Hereditary then. Overall, that was a good movie. The pacing in that movie, even though it was slow, everything felt like it was working towards stuff. I guess I shouldn't even really say that about Midsommar. It was just more interesting to see all this. And there was enough weird shit that was happening throughout the movie to keep me... Because right off the bat, the mom sees the ghost grandma. That's definitely there. No drugs were involved in that. And there's weird stuff happening continuously. The pacing was good and the ending was crazy. Yeah, it went straight paranormal activity there too with the mom on the wall. Oh my god, dude! Honestly, I busted up laughing when I seen her Spider Man on the wall. Same. I holy shit! I don't think that that was meant to be that phony, but damn! Oh my god, this- watching people crawl like that is just goofy. Yeah, and she was swimming through the air. And I was cracking up. This demon is nuts right now. He's fiending, and this kid is fucked. There's no, <laughs> there's no way out of this right now. I didn't know, dude. I was like, maybe he'll be able to get out of it or something. Maybe the only surviving member. When the mom was stabbing her neck, like... So brutal. That's so fucked up. The mom was probably still under there somewhere, but she was just possessed, man. She had no shot. She had no control of that. If a demon possessed me, I'd make that demon my bitch. She couldn't touch my ass. Fuck. Yeah, we telling him what's up. What are you talking about? Can't take over me? I pimp slapped the motherfucker straight out of me. (laughs) Be gone, thought. Boom! And I just smack myself, dude. I wear my hard hat, though, so, you know, I'll be protected. Yeah, you'd be ready when you're trying to get that exercise yourself. <laughs> my dome gets smacked. Oh, dude, I performed the fucking most hardcore exercise you've ever seen. <laughs> I'd probably go to my car door, open it. <laughs> With the hard hat on. Yeah. yeah. Break out an NFL helmet. Boom. <laughs> yeah, my high school football helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I just aim my head at a wall, just full on sprint. <laughs> Why hasn't someone tried that yet? Let's write a story on this. Hey, yo, the Catholic Church needs to take notes. Fuck all that Bible talking Latin bullshit. <laughs> yeah, fuck all that. That didn't work for these poor people. So, fuck no, you got to take a different route. Boy. I like that they use a different demon too. Is it pagan or. Payment. Yeah, payment. I saw this tweet pop up the other day. This guy was an extra on this movie and he because he was a student in the movie. Said when they were filming the movie, they told all the extras that this was for a Disney movie. What do you think when what was the brother's name? Charlie was the girl. When <laughs> what was the dude thinking when the ladies yelling across the street? He was in that scene specifically. <laughs> I can't remember what he said after that, but he said it was like definitely surprising seeing some of that shit. Imagine being an extra in that room where he's got his arm all up and his mouth dislocated. That guy dislocated his mouth to do that scene because he dislocated when he was younger and he can dislocate it himself if he really needs to now. Oh, so that wasn't that big of a deal. He wanted to slam his head for real on a real table, but they gave him a padded one. But he said the only part of it was really padded. So he still hit himself pretty good. 
Damn. I guess they did try my method and it didn't Well, that work. wasn't his choice. He was getting... Oh, yeah, true. He wasn't possessed at that point. Yeah, anyway. that was right after he looks in the mirror or whatever and just sees himself smiling back. That part, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's fucked up, dude. If you're just at school, if a counselor diagnoses you, can't they take you straight to a asylum or something where you don't hurt yourself? I thought you can instigate that if you think some crazy stuff's either happening at home or something nuts just happens like that. Oh, they kind of have to do like a investigation. Into they just it. let him get picked up and go home. It's wild, man. But after everything that happened, he had just had that accident with his sister and her head comes off. This is another instance, a weird instance happening. Uh, yeah. The school had to have known about 100%. that. 100%. That scene was wild too, man. That scene was fucked up. Bro. See, okay, here's my question for you. Is This was actually a problem I had with the movie. If they can plan that accident perfectly that her head's getting head off right there because they marked the tree before. But then why did they need to do all this other stuff after it to get to that ritual? Why couldn't they do it sooner? These people have to be godlike a little bit, have some sort of abilities. Tormenting the family like they did instead of just going straight to the ceremony and killing them all real quick. Or even just killing them a different way, man. Making her drive into a pole, that's crazy. That seems so extra. How do you time that so perfectly? Maybe they needed the head. They did, but couldn't they just dig up the grave and cut it off? Like Granny? Yeah, like Granny. <laughs> <laughs> or Mom. Granny was a cunt. For dude. real, man. Worst grandma of all time. For real. What uh, a bitch. From the start, man, she put that demon in her grandchild. That little girl was really the demon the whole time. Charlie. There was no kid there ever. The first time the kid probably talked in its life was when they called the spirit of her and she was talking through her mom. That was probably the first time that little girl ever spoke because she died basically at birth because the grandma put that demon right in her right away. Yeah, we should have recorded this one right after I seen that movie because I had so many more thoughts on it. Because that one I did a lot of looking into after like I read about the demon even and me too. I, I looked up much shit. Yeah, like he based that whole demon off of a real one and well, real and whatever religion that was. And some of the weird cult stuff, the foreshadowing that was good. The beginning when he's smoking weed and he blows it out his window, but you see breathing in the house across. I remember thinking back then, someone's there. Someone's watching. That's weird. I was thinking, who the fuck is that? Who What's is going that? on here? Why isn't anyone saying anything? Honestly, at first I thought it was the grandma's ghost. Or I thought it was the grandma. I guess technically it kind of was the grandma. Grandma's cult homie guy. one of them yeah and that part where it flashed and you can see all the naked bodies just chilling outside waiting for everything to go down that was creepy too they were just watching the whole time now that you know that they were waiting and lurking around i kind of want to go back and see what i can notice. when they come back from the funeral you can hear them walking around in the house upstairs because that's how her door was open the grandma's door yeah and she was like what the fuck this movie was really good and this was a different horror it's a family tragedy for a while but then you realize this cult was there from the beginning, leading everything to that point that this guy was becoming a demon. And the music at the end is this cheerful stuff because you're supposed to really see it from the cult's perspective. They finally finished what they've been doing. They've been set out to do for whatever, 20 years probably. Bring their boy back. Bring their boy back. Yeah, but what happens I don't now? know, bro. We'd be going demon hunting. That's for sure, man. He's in a human form. Can you kill the human form? It's a human form, so I'm guessing you can kill that. We're taking him out. <laughs> Seal Team 6, where you at? <laughs> well, you'd have to just look up the demon and figure out how they stopped it before because they must have stopped it at some point. 
Oh, that's true. Back with way worse technology. So come on, we got this guy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, dude. Taking this, this fool out, man. And this whole cult. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Ross really liked that movie, surprisingly. Well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but he didn't really have much negatives is what he was saying. We didn't do our conversation on it yet, but he was saying, I don't really have a lot of negative things to say. The only one that stuck out for me is I thought the cult was being all extra. If they could control all events, they could have sped it all up. If it was inevitable, if it was always inevitable, this was going to happen. That's what the director said. Yeah, I know. I didn't mind it though. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't have a movie otherwise, but... <laughs> you watch a movie about ghosts and demons and spirits and all that bullshit. For the dude. ending when you were laughing, did you think that was all kind of corny and straight out of any other sort of Poltergeist style movie. I thought it was funny, and when her body's loading up into the treehouse, that was funny too. But it kind of fit in for some reason. It wasn't that corny. It was just it kind of fit in, even though it looked kind of. When she was floating by, I was like, "Oh man, this dude's done for." Oh yeah. When she was chilling up in the dark, did you see her right away watching him? Yeah. Oh yeah. I liked how they foreshadowed that the whole movie too. She was in her car at one point watching him come in from his house and. There's another scene where she's watching him, the mom. That poor mom, oh, man. Good. good call out. That mom set it in motion by letting her daughter get close to her mom. Yeah, yeah. she knew about, maybe a part of her just knew that there was no choice, that she had no choice in this. I kind of got that vibe. Maybe she went to that therapy session, was talking about her family and stuff, that maybe a part of her knew that no matter what, their lives were pretty much out of her control. And it was just kind of buried under her. She had to know that, her dad died because he starved himself. That's crazy. Her brother killed himself because they were trying to put demons in him. So she's had to have known that this weird cult stuff was happening. And about the men, the men specifically, because those were the men in her life. So she was like, I'm not letting you see this baby. But then she gave the other baby to her grandma. Yeah, that was should not happen. All the acting, though, was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. She was so weird. I didn't really feel horrible when she died. How the brother acted, though, that was crazy, man. He just walked in. How would you react to that? You just killed your sister. I don't know. You just don't say anything the whole night. I guess kids are weird, man. They act weird ways. You'd feel so guilty, too. You're high as shit. I know. I just got went to get baked. <laughs> He's trying to like hang out with a girl, man. You think that girl was in the cult? It sure felt like it. I know the teacher was. Though I didn't see her. Though. I don't remember seeing her either, but I feel like she had to have been in the cult or something because how else do they pull that off? Because she had to be involved. She was the one who drew him away. They had to have kids at that party putting shit in the food, the peanuts, because the cult had to plan all this stuff. The teacher made sense that the teacher was there at the end because remember that part where he lures him into the doorway? He's like saying, come to class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the teacher was in the cult. Yeah, man, all those cult members, whack. That was a good movie. Though. What would you rate that one? 87. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'd probably say 86. That's all I'll go with. That's all I got, fool. Me too. I didn't have a lot of shit to say. And the problem is I'm not a big horror guy. For me to watch a horror movie, it's, I got to get my mind right saying, oh, shit. Same. I don't watch horrors like that either, really. Experimental ones like this, too. So doing that and then Midsummer back-to-back, I was like, oh my God, my brain's going to be fucked up. But those are fun. I like those kind of style movies where there's a lot of details. I'm just going to refer to Hereditary. Didn't think Midsummer was as good. But Hereditary, where there's just a lot of details and a lot of foreshadowing and cool concepts and different... It felt fresh in the whole horror category. 
And they didn't really rely on jump scares and stuff like that. The terror was in different ways. You're watching this family get torn apart by things completely out of their control. It felt hopeless, honestly, but yeah, I don't did. really have no more. Yeah, that's about it. Yo, guys, so we're doing a mailbag section where you can just call in. So call 760-764-8204. Leave a voicemail. Say your name, where you're from. Ask a question on anything. And we might play it and talk about it. Should we do Westworld now? Sure. You know how we can start this? I'm going to go to the reviews to get an overall sense of the season. On Rotten Tomatoes. This, to me, sounds kind of how I felt. Rotten Tomatoes, all their people on both sides. Even IMDb is a similar route as Rotten Tomatoes. That the first season, pretty great reviews. The lowest in the first four episodes is 82% episode four. Can't remember what that episode was, but I don't really remember thinking it was bad. I remember thinking the first four episodes, damn, pretty solid first half. And I thought, oh shit, where they're going to end this season is where they ended. And I thought that seemed kind of quick. Honestly, at that point, even then, I was like, oh shit, dude, they're kind of climaxing hard. They're only going to do one more season out of this, right? That's kind of what we were thinking at that point. Oh, for season one? No, I'm talking about this season, the first four episodes of We're thinking, oh shit, dude, this show is going to go four seasons, maybe, because the only thing that's happening after this is post-apocalyptic. We were saying that back then. We're like, this is going to ruin the world, whatever she's trying to do, right? It has to. And lo and behold... And here we are. It's completely fucked up. (laughs) Bernard's just chilling, just dusted, man. That had to be years later. Oh, yeah. At least a year. What do you think the other boy is just sitting in the tub, just dead also? Stubbs, poor guy. That's immediately what I thought of, too. Stubbs is fucked up over there. Shit must have gone so crazy right after that no one ever checked up on him. Yeah, what do you think he was in that other world for so long? What do you think he was doing in there? Just enjoying it. You think he was just in there just hanging out? I bet we're going to see that next season. That's what a lot of the season's going to be. Damn, I hope not. Well, that might be how they have to drag this show out a little bit. Show this other world. Then you wouldn't have Dolores for a season because she's coming back somehow. Come on now. She ain't dead. Get the fuck out of here with that. I can't even believe they're trying to make me think that she's not going to be in that machine somehow and they can just pull her out of it at some point, her memory or whatever, since she fucked up the robot. She's definitely still in there. When they showed all that blue shit, I was like, oh, she just transferred up into that machine. She taken that thing over and they're going to get her back. Oh, that scene's so, I know that part too, it felt anticlimactic a little bit. Cause it's like, man, she's not dead. You're not killing Dolores. Get out of here. I thought that Aaron Paul's character was fucked. I know I'm on air saying that too. I thought he was screwed. He probably still is. I don't think he's making it out of the show alive. He's a human. I mean, the man in black's dead now officially. That was kind of crazy. It felt like it was a long time coming, honestly, for him. I can't believe he fucking died, though. It's crazy. And I liked it, too, because it was him trying to shoot his body. And it's like, remember in, in season one, he just shot Teddy, no problem, didn't matter. And now he's like, oh, fuck, dude, that's me about to kill me. Yeah, that was a cool scene, too. I like that. He was very crazy just walking in there, shooting people. I'm taking y'all out. Bro, you thought that's what was going to work, man? Come on, man. What are you doing? We knew that Haloris, is that what we're going to call her? Haloris? I like that. Sure. Flows right. Otherwise, I'm going to just say Tessa Thompson. What do you think of her in this episode? Was she really in it? She was kind of like a hologram for a little bit. All season, we've been saying she seems like she's the character who's going to have her own agenda. And that's what I was hoping Maeve would have had a lot sooner, which we can talk about Maeve after we're talking about her, Tessa Thompson, Haloris. I liked her character arc this season. I'm into her having her own motive and it seems believable that she would have her own motive to me. She's Dolores also. She's like, everyone else has used me and then you're trying to use me too? Hell no, I'm doing my own thing. And she just said, fuck her family. (laughs) Yeah, or she's saying, fuck these humans. 
you were going to give them a chance, I'm not giving them any chance, man. I'm killing you and I'm killing all of them and I'm running it how I want to do it. It felt like the original Dolores was setting out to kill all the humans, but then maybe she changed along the way and realized, hey, they deserve a chance too because a lot of them are controlled by the system. That's what I was saying. She's not a destroyer. Well, Dolores is in Tessa Thompson, man. She's still... (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know how there's the seven deadly sins, Wrath, Glennie, Sloth, all that? I'm thinking that all these different copies of herself she put into these different bodies are fractures of her ego. One is going to play out like Wrath. I'm not saying the programming is like that. I'm saying thematically for the show, it could go that route. Just having one be Wrath and one be Greed or Envy. Huh. And they're going to bring back even more Dolores's? Or what are you thinking? One of the reveals that I thought was cool is that everyone is a copy of Dolores. Maybe they said that before. Did they say that before? Well, she was the OG. They modeled everyone. They're all technically like a copy of her, but you're referring to the direct copies of her, her conscious. Yeah, because all the other ones are just modeled off of her, I think is what she was saying when she said, you're all copies of me. Do you think Bernard is too? Didn't she create Bernard? Yeah, she did create Bernard. In a way, I guess his programming is structured based off of her programming, but it's different in that his cornerstones are different and his motivations and all that are different. Yeah. What did you think of him going to visit his old Arnold's wife? I thought that was really out of left field. His whole arc this season has been, he didn't really have one this season. He was just strolling around, kind of waiting for Dolores to get all of her stuff done because he couldn't really stop her. And I thought the first episode they were setting it up that he was going to really actually try to stop her, but there's no way he was going to be able to. I was cool with that because I think it kind of puts it past now. It feels like he's past that. He's got closure with his fake memories, even though they're not his, but they feel like they're his. My whole theory on that, maybe he's the real Bernard somehow conscious. I think that's gone. I think he's just a robot with these memories, fake memories now. But I think that's closure for his character to move forward. Were you ever really thinking about that in the first place? Was that on your mind at all? His old wife and child, way from back from season one, that hasn't even been brought up. He's always dealt with that issue. His first season, he was having all those flashbacks to that character. I think it ties together for me because a lot of these other characters is they've all been driven by these motives and these lives they lived. And he thought that that was so real for so long and probably so many of, or however many lives he even has. We don't really even know as much for Bernard. And it felt like a good thing to get past. And they did a really good job with the makeup. I looked at the actress after and she's way younger, dude. They did a good job with her. Oh yeah. The part that was confusing where she didn't remember him at first confused but i guess that makes sense because you just think that he's dead and then it's like oh shit you're seeing him again so many years later probably 40 years later yeah that'd be kind of crazy imagine if we didn't see each other 40 years and then i look exactly the same you'd be like what the fuck how the hell you know you wouldn't even know if it's the same person is this somebody that looks exactly like that one guy i used to know and i didn't even see any pictures of him up inside did you no just his son charlie i guess my problem with that is like you were saying This whole season, I felt like he was just strolling around, not doing anything. Yeah, him and Maeve. He was kind of stumbling around through the plot. Didn't even matter. And all of a sudden, he shows up at this house to try to reconcile his past. And I just wasn't attached to it. And some of the decisions down the stretch there where they let the man in black stroll around that gas station by himself and just gets a gun. Come on. Why are you letting this guy who just says he's going to kill you walk around? That seems stupid on both of their parts that they let that fly. And like you're saying, there wasn't much for him to do this season. Felt not that important, honestly. 
maybe now because he just did some crazy stuff where he's been passed out for however long. He's probably going to come back and do some craziness now because Dolores is gone and something big went down. But it didn't even feel like whatever he has in his mind is all that crazy. He can bring all the hosts back. So cool. They can they make another host army to fight Holoris's host army. I'm down to it. Couldn't they also just create hosts? They don't need those other consciousness. But I guess from an ethical standpoint, they want to bring those people back so they can live their lives and shit. Exactly. It's like, oh shit, man, your daughter died. Why don't you just make a new one? <laughs> I don't really get that. Maeve, what the fuck's going on here? not even really your daughter bro come on can we talk about Maeve though man that has been so disappointing this season really overall season one she was legit probably my favorite character i loved her character and she's gone to shit bro (laughs) it's not even the actress's fault she's still no no not at all yeah she's doing good she's doing what she can but bro they're giving her a bad exposition (laughs) remember when dolores was crawling and she said something to her instead of just running up and killing her i was like what the fuck's going on why are you even talking right now this is the girl you need to kill you've been trying to kill her for however long man get that shit done her motive even for me dude if she can just fry that thing she could have done that since season one or she could have done that sooner man what the heck episode one yeah and where did she get that from she just was like I found the power of love inside me and now I can fry this little machine. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. It was such a cop out, man. I was like, wow, they really dragged this whole her versus Dolores thing out till now when she could have just done that the whole time. She could have found it in her to say, hell no, dude, you can't control me. If she could have done that the whole time, I mean, she got out of that first machine. It don't even make any sense. Remember back then when they put the thing on her, she broke out of that machine, that Nazi planet, Nazi world, in a couple of days, because this can't be that many days after it's season two, right? Or maybe it is. It could be a couple months, maybe. But once she figured out how to get out of that, why wouldn't she be able to figure out how to get out of anything? When she's in the real world and she's aware that she's in the real world, why would you think that she could then be controlled? She's already gotten past that point some other time. I can't even remember. Them doing it all the way now, I really didn't like that. I thought that was kind of dragging her out. And her versus Dolores, I never really understood that. It felt kind of forced. A lot of the seasons, they're kind of competition because they should be more aligned. They should, maybe should have been like a Holoris and have been her own factor in all this the whole time. For this first couple of episodes of the season, I still thought Maeve's character was really good. She was figuring out how to get out of these impossible situations. She was still being really intelligent, like her character has been throughout the show. For the first half, yeah. And she all of a sudden became a pawn for this guy. She tried to fight back, but put up the weakest attempt. To fight back and got owned. Maeve, you're better than this. Why doesn't she just understand, too, that they're in this dream world that's not real, that can be deleted at any moment? And that's what Dolores kept trying to explain to her, is that they're not really safe. They're dead already, basically. Maybe maybe not dead already, but come on, man. This is what your motive is. You're just trying to go into a lower form of reality? I guess what I'm trying to say is that Dolores was never even out to destroy that world. She was never out to hurt the other hosts like that. It didn't seem if they weren't in her way. Why would she then believe that, oh, she's going to ruin your world? She's going to derase it? That's not what she was trying to do. She was trying to destroy the real world and the human world. But she sees the beauty. Yeah, I like that part, though. That was cool. That made me feel like in Westworld again because they brought back their OG fits. And I like that part, too, actually. And I thought that line was really good, too. It was really emotionally resonant because it tied together the whole reason for her motives and everything. And then it also tied her back to season one. Something she said every day to her dad abernathy she said that and Maeve said her line at the end of the show she always says that too those are good callbacks 
you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. And they were like, turn up the sexiness and shit when they were tweaking her. That's right. See, I like those things, but man, I don't know, man. <laughs> that episode overall. I thought the riot scene was kind of shitty. The whole riot section. I thought the camera work was cool because that means they had to shut down a whole thing of LA. I'll give it that. That was all definitely well done. What I didn't like was it never felt like there was a presence of danger or anything. There was never a presence of that true chaos where anybody can die. Bro, they shot Marshawn Lynch. That was so random, though. He just jumped out of nowhere and got shot. And the cop just kind of stood there for a second. He was like, oh, stop that man. And then he just kind of got grabbed a little bit and just stood there watching, not using his gun anymore. My man got shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that in my notes, too. It was like beast mode randomly got shot. (laughs) The part I didn't like about the riot scene was this boy just hops in a police ship and he's able to drive this thing and get get away, man. What, dude? They don't have like a password or some way to... Did he just hack that thing? I don't even understand. I thought you'd have to show some (laughs) hackage going down to take over this police vehicle or anyone could pop in these things, right? And he just went straight to where... All that part felt really action plot, cliche, sci-fi, action, bullshit to get to where the ending was. The actual riot part, I didn't really mind because that seemed more believable. It probably should have been a bigger riot, but I get it. At the end of the episode, they showed the building starting to get blown up. That part didn't bother me as much, but the police thing, I was like, what the fuck? How did you just hop in this thing? Like, it was no problem, man. And the other people were just all watching. What's going on here? They don't have any way to stop that from flying away or anything like that. Yeah, I forgot about the riot scene. That part was all forgettable, though, honestly. If you didn't say anything about it, I probably wouldn't have said anything on the pod about it. Totally forgot until now. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that good. It was just mediocre. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. I want to see that Game of Thrones riot shit where the peasants are tearing each other to pieces. I don't know if Westworld has that. I don't know if they ever pulled off any of that kind of stuff, man. Even thinking back on season one and two, the action wasn't what made the show so good. It was how emotional it was and how you, you, these characters' motives, it was all really interesting with Arnold and Bernard, I mean, sorry, and Dolores figuring it out and Anthony Hopkins character. That's another thing is the show is just missing is that he was so good in that role. And Ciroc being the Anthony Hopkins style character this season just didn't, wasn't anything comparable for me and his conflict. I like the reveal that he was being controlled the whole time. That made sense too after that happened. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. That just made him seem like a bitch to me though too. Yeah. He reminded me of spoiler upgrade. But Anthony Hopkins, he was different because he just had that feeling of power he was always in control he was always one step ahead of the other people and Ciroc was always trying to catch up and he was always behind and he was kind of getting desperate and Anthony Hopkins character never got desperate he was always on top or he just didn't show it because remember the episode where Anthony Hopkins sees that Dolores lies he can tell that she literally lied to him even though he thought he was controlling her and he was so upset she was like are we friends and he's like not really Dolores And you'd have to go back and watch it. There's a part where you can tell that either he sees that, oh, shit, these things are conscious and there's nothing I can do about it. Or he's been steering it to that point low key. I'm not sure yet. We don't even know yet if that was what he was trying to do. I'd say, Ciroc, what you're saying is right, is he was always behind. And why did he even think that Maeve was going to really help him? What an idiot. You're talking about all these factors that can really fuck it up for you. Why would you then throw another host that could fuck it up for you at this? Come on, dude. You think you can really control her? She just broke out of this machine. 
that goes back to my problem is that she should have broke out of that sooner. This is me off. The other thing that this season that did really bother me, this is my one kind of like my biggest complaint that I've talked to when I've talked to everyone about this show so far is that their power levels this season were so up and down. Some episodes, the hosts take 20 shots to point blank range and they're fine. Dolores walks off another episode. Damn, she loses an arm, gets shot a couple times and damn, she's limping and looking like she's really struggling. But also you flip it over. Dolores survives a massive explosion. No problem. And then also you go to Maeve, who one time she gets stabbed through the chest, one time dead, instantly. Another time she gets shot in the neck by Dolores and the leg. She's no problem. That was by a sniper too, wasn't it? She got shot right in the neck, I think, by Dolores, point blank. And she walked it off and she kept fighting and she was dropping exposition and saying all this, oh, I got you now. And I'm like, come on, dude, what's going on here, man? I don't understand their power levels, I guess. And it felt like they would drop them or raise them for plot convenience or to get it going a little bit. I didn't like that. The show lost a lot of magic for me this season specifically. Rewatching season two wasn't as bad as I remember. It wasn't even bad. It just wasn't as good as season one because season one was legit phenomenal. I remember when we were talking about season one, we were saying, damn, dude, that was one of the best first seasons of a show I've ever seen. It was really good. I like all the characters. The ending was crazy because Anthony Hopkins' character dies and the rebellion starts. And you're like, holy shit, man, they did all that one season. That's awesome. That was a good one season. Season two even had some good parts. I liked seeing all the other hosts' perspectives with the Indian guy and kind of how they've dealt with it and they've become aware too. Showing the sun in the background to the how the parks were even found was interesting. And the man in black, his spiral to how crazy he is even. He kills his daughter, but at one point he helps one of the hosts' families. He was a gray character a little bit even that season. And it was even at the end, you're like, well, shit, is he a robot or what is he at that point? Because they teased it. And now I just, I don't really care as much, man. It's, they kind of lost the magic. I'm interested in season four, but this kind of just feels like any other sci-fi show for me. Honestly, there was parts in this season where it was CW quality stuff. Straight up. That's the comparison. You saying it, it was CW quality made me think of this is when Caleb landed at Insight and he put the automatic pistol thing on. That whole action sequence was just so boring. I kind of like that, actually. When the guy came up and he said, hey, stop. and Caleb's character sat behind the post. He kind of just sat there for a while and then he just randomly shot him. He had Autobot on, you know, <laughs> aimbot, I mean. I know, but it's just pointless. Why even throw that in there? I thought because they were just letting him get in there because there was no way he was really going to stop all this. They let even the other thug fight him one on one. That fool broke his neck. But then Maeve and all them were downstairs. Weren't they kind of waiting for him to get there because they needed that anyway, the tool that he had? Yeah, but there was this one scene that they threw in after he already fought. I think there's five thugs out there. Yeah, you shot them all down. But I like that because that showed this guy was a soldier. He knows how to do this kind of stuff. That's another reason why Dolores picked him. It made sense to me because, yeah, he's an actual trooper and he's killed people and he understands these kind of situations, man. Like this guy has been through all this kind of stuff. I like that. The problem was we've seen those aimbots get controlled, no problem. But against human to human, it makes sense. Maybe the troopers don't have the aimbot ones because they know that the hosts out there can control them. And so maybe they had guns in that instance. But at that point, Maeve was on his side and he had Dolores locked down. Well, there's also Holoris out there potentially. So maybe that's why they didn't have the aimbot guns themselves, the troopers that he fought. I honestly didn't have a problem with that part. Maybe that's just all they had. I thought that part was cool. I liked it. Didn't he get shot in that time though too? He got injured. No, I don't think he did. He might've, but it wasn't serious or anything. The main part I was talking about 
was they just threw in this such a pointless scene. I don't know why it was in there at all. It just seemed it was padding the time. When he walks in, there's one guy he has to fight. Yeah, but I was saying he sent the whole crew out. He sent all the boys out, five dudes that you feel like you're going to handle anything. Five dudes getting sent out. So they had one guy watching there and he got peace too. But at the same time, the main henchman guy with the slick back hair who broke his neck, he was chilling somewhere there too. It all just felt like bait anyway. If he did make it in or if not, he was going to die. It just felt pointless. He got in because he got the card. So he got him off. He got that guy's card from him. And he showed mercy on that dude too. I liked that. I liked the Caleb part. I liked that they showed that he was showing mercy on them. That's another reason that Dolores picked him is because he has a good heart. I like that reveal too, that they had met way back. Because that makes sense that they would be using hosts for military training. 100%. That makes total sense. And poor Dolores, dude. She's been... That's another life of hers we've never even seen where she was being used. She probably was raped and stuff during all that. And so much other horrible stuff has happened to her that we don't even know about. And that was a cool reveal to show that, oh, she probably hasn't come across many humans like that because they're all controlling her and they're all... But at the same time, he's also still not trying to free them. I don't, I don't know. It's He was the best of probably what she's seen. And he fit the profile that she needed. Yeah, but if you were in that situation, would you try to free them? I agree. I would definitely say, yo, let's... Well, he was drugged out. Yeah. Let's not do this rape stuff because that's fucked up. But would you go as far as to say we should free these robots? There'd probably be major consequences for that from the well, military. Well, that's what I was going to say is that he... She probably realized that, that he was being controlled. Also, he was taking those pills. She understands, but she saw a little flicker in there that's saying, oh, shoot, this guy, maybe there is more to him right there in that one instance. I agree. I like that. I like that little reveal that she was there. It made sense because then it makes sense that all the way back in episode one, she's been targeting this guy from the beginning. I like that scene. Honestly, overall, we didn't even really talk about it, but I didn't talk about the ratings for the last second half of the season. So genre, 65%, that was where he took the trippy drugs and they just threw in that random action sequence because Nolan just said he wanted it in there. That episode, 65%. Not a good episode, in my opinion, either, overall. There were some good parts, but that overall was mostly because of the action sequence. Six Episode six, which we liked, which had the man in black sequence, I think, where he's killing himself. I like that episode. And that was the one where Haloris blows up. That had 82%. That was the best of the past four episodes, for sure. And the last two were 50%. 56% was the finale. Those are the two lowest rated episodes of Westworld ever. For Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, the finale is the lowest rated episode ever of Westworld on IMDb. Without even looking at those, it mirrors almost exactly what our thoughts were on those episodes were. And that barely ever happens with Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I never agree with him that exactly. For real, man, because I guess we can talk about like Game of Thrones. There was definitely some very horrible parts in the finale, but some of the ways it ended were fine for me, were decent. And people really hated that. It. It's like worst ranked Game of Thrones episode ever. And I can think of two others at least that were worse than that episode for sure. This one, yeah, dude, this was one of the worst. I really didn't like genre, but this one was so mediocre, man. It really was. It was disappointing. Especially for the finale. The post credit scenes were better than the whole episode. <laughs> I don't know why they made that much of the show into post credits. I don't know why they didn't just put that into the actual main chunk of the show because it was a different day makes sense to me that was the whole day ended with dolores dying some afterthoughts basically then the next day man black or it must be a few days later he traveled across the world that must be really hard to do when the whole world's collapsing he somehow got there and Haloris had to have been there for a bit making those machines it could have even been a few days 
and the jump way in the future. So I'm expecting Westworld season four is going to be when Bernard wakes up. It's like the Spider-Man Far From Home of Westworld season three. Dude, how long do you think it takes to collect dust like that on you, man? At least a year. For sure. Maybe a couple of years. There's probably some nerd who's calculated this. You guys, we, need, we need to find this now. He had a layer. He had caked dust on him. That's got to be more than a year. It looked like sawdust. That had to be more than a year, right? Yeah, but you're also vacuuming your apartment, cleaning shit up. That apartment, literally nothing moved in it. If nothing moves in that apartment for a whole year, there's going to be some major dust buildup. Yeah, at least a year. I'll go with that too. It's for sure at least a year. Damn. I'm sad that William is dead. His character, Ed Harris, is going to be there. He's going to be a, <laughs> he's a robot now. He's a host. True. He's still there, but yeah, fuck it. As long as Ed Harris is still there, we're good. So he's kind of still there. He'll probably still have some of his mannerisms and shit. I was liking Ed Harris or uh, William's character a lot, though. You know, I was excited to see where he was going. Yeah. And then he got pieced. Good death kill, though. Good surprising one. Like, oh shit, dude, they got rid of another big player. He's finally dead, or they're going to somehow trap his mind in that funnel, torture him forever. That's like one of the five major characters, I'd say, of the show, or maybe six. From season one, there's him, Dolores, Maeve, Charlotte, Bernard. Yeah, I think those are the, the biggest characters. Yeah, those have always been the big, well, and Anthony Hopkins. So yeah, those were all the main characters. And Caleb now, that's kind of the replacement, I guess. Overall, man, probably the worst overall season. Safely. Yes, I, I agree with that. Oh my God, there's the lows in this season were real low. Overall, it felt like when they were probably making this, that all these things I've been like, that's a cool concept. This is all cool concepts. But yeah, they really dragged out Maeve's arc and Bernard felt like they were setting him up for season four the whole time. And I don't know how they're going to do six seasons of this stuff unless next season is they're drawing it out and it's through Bernard's. He's in this fantasy world again for a whole season, Matrix style for a whole season. Because otherwise, how are they going to do six seasons? We're in post-apocalyptic now. <laughs> they got to do the war for probably a season and one more after where you're trying to see the way out. How do we get out of this? And Dolores, there's no way she's dead. Just no way. Remember Dolores said that she had to destroy the world that they were currently living in to build up the right way of going into a, a paradise. I need to show you a scene where this made me think of something too. The part where we're talking about Anthony Hopkins and where he realized that she lied to him. But after he leaves the room, Dolores says to someone, I didn't tell him anything. Do you think that at that point she was talking to the other Dolores consciousness or Arnold or something before Arnold died? the last thing that he requested Dolores do was destroy this world. That's what he said Arnold did. Do you think in that carried into her motivations to the human world as well? That was his last request. And yeah, maybe he was talking about everything in hindsight. Now that we know how fucked up the real world was as well. Well, was she talking to herself or was she talking to maybe Arnold somehow? That's what I, my connection has always been that maybe Arnold was still alive somehow, but I don't know. After that, I really felt Bernard is a copy of him, was mine. They just programmed him, essentially, and it worked. I think we got pretty much everything. I can't think of anything. I'm ready to wrap this up. That's all we got. Thank you for listening. 
I like the way we did these Westworld ones. We like did the whole first half. That was cool. That was different. Do we have any reviews? I can shout out some people. Thanks, Patreoners. Thanks for everyone that listens to us. Yeah, still. We're sorry. We're very inconsistent lately, but hey, it's just going to be like that, guys. The Patreons will always be on time, though. We're always going to have three out a month. So if you want more, go definitely help support us on Patreon. All that money is just going back into what we're doing. If you've seen our new logo lately, you've seen our new header, just some of these cool graphics we're putting out on Twitter and Instagram. Those are all from the money that we're getting because everything's going back into this. We're just trying to grow this pod more. So help us out. Go subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. Let's go leave us a review on Apple. Leave us a rating, review. Help us out. Follow us on Twitter. Shout out to Julian. Always. Follow us on Twitter at notamoviepod, at Culture Crib. Shout out Julian, our producer. Shout out Roberto, our graphic designer. Oh, if you skip to the end of the pod and you miss the middle and you're interested in more pods, our Patreon is patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. Yeah, plugs, so. plugs. Plug it again. Check that out. One more time. Patreon.com slash notanothermoviepod. Notanothermoviepod. P-A-D. Check it out. Check it out. All right, later, y'all. All right, later. Peace.